This is Blurring the Lines with Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis, IT entrepreneurs. Adam and Peter take on the topics of technology, business, life, and the pursuit of happiness and blur them together in the 21st century. Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to Blurring the Lines podcast. This is episode number 47. I am your co-host, Adam Bell, and joining me from Las Vegas, Nevada, is my co-host, Peter Nicolaitis. Welcome, Peter. Good afternoon. Hello. It's uh, It's not late afternoon there for you. Uh, it is 4.11 my time, so mm-hmm. it is information right now, 4.11. <laughs> That's... Yeah, we're in an odd position where I'm two hours behind you instead of an hour ahead of you as I normally am. I know, it's weird. It's it like, is weird. Like, I'm always like, we gotta rush so you can get to yoga. Time zone conversions are hard. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what are you doing out there? I am here for a conference. Uh, this is the annual Sophos Discover Partner Conference. Um, as we've mentioned Sophos many times on the show, uh, you now are also one of their partners, essentially mm-hmm. a reseller. Uh, and I have now been for several years. And uh, what that means is uh, Sophos is uh, kind of unique in that they only sell their products through the channel, through channel partners like us. So they have salespeople, but their salespeople only deal with us who in turn deal with end users. So if you want to buy their products, you have to go through someone such as me or you. Mm-hmm. And uh, every year they have this, uh, this uh, convention, this conference, pretty much to tell us partners what they're doing, what's on the roadmap, what new you know product changes and enhancements are coming. And um, that was yesterday and uh, the day before. And today I stuck around for an extra day of training. Mm-hmm. So it's got the latest and greatest with uh, their their firewall line. And um, so now I'm fully certified with the uh, the cutting edge next generation firewall that they're offering. And it's starting to look pretty good. So um, I'm kind of excited. I'm looking forward to starting to roll this out uh, where appropriate, because right now I've been using their older, uh, more mature firewall line uh, that that uh, I've been carrying since oh, 2007. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's finally to a point where the new one is starting to look uh, look decent. So I'm I'm excited about that. Nice, nice. Well, let me ask you something. Uh, is it Sophos or SoftOS or, or SoftOS? Oh, you know. What's- well, it's not soft OS, uh-huh. but but I have heard every other possible pronunciation of the word. Now, um, being, I like being that. Greek, yeah, every other pronunciation. Greek, <laughs> yes, being of Greek descent, uh, I you know I pronounce the O's long, so it's you know it's Sophos to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but here, Sophos, I hear Sophos, I hear Sophos. And the uh, CEO Chris Hagerman pronounces it Suffus. Suffus. So is he British? I didn't, <laughs> Suffus. So I've heard them all, 
And, uh, you know, the Brits pronounce it one way, some Americans pronounce it another way, and, you know, there's there's all, everything in between. So, Sophos, 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 whatever. Yeah. S-O-H-O-S, they make really cool security stuff, and uh, they're a good company to work with, which is why I've been working with them for, like, 10 years. So, there you go. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Well, and I actually did get invited to go. Um, I chose not to go for just for personal reasons that I was going to be out last week uh, for part of it because of the Easter holiday, and then I just didn't want to take two weeks. I'll have two interrupted weeks of work in a row. Well, you've also got another marketing conference coming up next week, don't you? Yeah, yeah. So I've got my marketing conference coming exactly right. Next Wednesday through Saturday is the Producers Club Boot Camp. So yep. that, that was a lot That was a lot of out-of-the-office time for a uh, five-person shop. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that can be um, a lot. So, um, no, I did that a couple years couple years in a row i did both of those and it was it was hard mm-hmm. so um well, yeah good, good but, thing uh, is you're going to teach me everything i need to know absolutely that's <laughs> a good thing and the reason the reason that we're, we're we're actually recording a day early today but we're late from the time that we were going to do it because my class went long and the class happens to be like i said in the latest in the firewall which for you is brand new mm-hmm. so you know you don't have to like unlearn anything which is good mm-hmm. and uh now i can i can learn you all the good stuff so yeah. it'll, uh, it'll work to your advantage well and i actually deployed i deployed my first firewall that i bought for myself but i ended up a client needed one and so i ended up deploying it in their office and i had to try to figure out a rule set that i needed and uh nobody knew how to do it <laughs> It was so brand new. You didn't ask me. I did ask you. You didn't pick up. What? Oh. <laughs> I, I was calling around because they were down. I called you. I called Kevin. I called Bill. And uh, Kevin answered. He's like, well, I don't know. But if I were to guess, I guess it might be around here. <laughs> <laughs> But it was helpful. It point. It got me close, and I and I, I did, uh, between his suggestion and my tweaking, I got it. Okay, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> a little training before my first deployment probably would have been uh, prudent. Yeah, yeah. I, I recommend. I recommend that. You know, it uh, generally proves to be more more uh, effective than winging it yeah but you know it's, it's like a, i'm a race car driver just in somebody else's car i mean come on <laughs> uh, well most race car drivers i think are probably in someone else's car too don't, oh you know, no you that's don't think true they... <laughs> yeah <laughs> So, uh, so what else we got to uh, to talk today? We've got to um, we've got to revisit where we left off two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I don't even I don't even want to bring it up. <laughs> I neither do I, but I feel like we have to. You well, actually, you, you didn't want to live it, <laughs> but, <laughs> but <laughs> you didn't want to experience it. You yeah. didn't want to, but you did. It was a- 
it was a taxing experience. And yes, <laughs> we're talking about our favorite topic, yours and mine, taxes. Taxes. Again. Well, that's because all small business owners and entrepreneurs are crooks, and it makes taxes harder. <laughs> right, we're all crooks, and uh, we're treated like we're crooks. Um, yeah, so that was awesome. I, um, I ended up owing a lot in taxes. I ended up paying a lot in taxes. But something I've known now for a long time, and I don't understand what it is, but like when dollar signs get involved, I kind of get stupid. <laughs> please please explain. <laughs> I don't understand what it is. I remember having this discussion with a, uh, a guy who was an accounting major in college. And I remember telling him, I said, yeah, I don't know. And, you know, and I see dollar signs. I just kind of like, you know, my vision glazes over and it's just like I make stupid mistakes. And this was the second time I have done this when I went to pay my taxes owed for 2016 and my estimated for first quarter of 2017. I did so out of the wrong checking account. Ugh. So I had a checkbook for my corporate account handy and uh, I grabbed that for some reason and I wrote the checks out of that and I don't understand why I had wanted to make the uh, payments electronically but uh, because the IRS is so advanced when you set up your account online they mail you your pin and your uh, your enrollment code so you have to <laughs> wait a week for that to show up and I didn't have a week mm -hmm. So I, you know, did it the old-fashioned way and grabbed a piece of paper, uh, you know, with some numbers on it. That is to say, a check. And uh, I mailed mailed two of them. Mm -hmm. And uh, on April nineteenth, the day after they were due, I got a notification, an online alert from my bank that uh, two checks had bounced. <laughs> <laughs> So that, that was awesome. Mm -hmm. So immediately, as soon as that happened, I was like, wait, what happened? And I looked and I saw that two checks had bounced from my business account, which because I you know, kept most of the money in my savings account, didn't have enough to cover it. And I said, well, son of a... Blah. So I immediately <laughs> called the IRS. I was on hold for a good half hour or so before anybody answered. Uh, and I asked the woman, do I need to resend these checks or will you attempt to redeposit them? Because I don't want to pay twice. We're talking, a, you know, a lot of, you know, five, five figures of, uh, of, of dollars here. Um, I don't want to, you know, pay this and have you cash both checks. And she said, no, sir, the IRS will not redeposit the checks. You are responsible for sending that. I said, fine, I understand. <laughs> Great. By this time, I had my enrollment information for EFTPS, so the Electronic File Funds Transfer... Transaction. Probably something. Mm -hmm. uh, dot, dot, Electronic Funds Transfer. There you go. Uh, yeah, well, what about the PS? Postscript? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> So, yeah. anyway... <laughs> I, just, I had I had all of this, and uh, so I said, "Well, I'm I'm not going to make the same mistake again. You know, I will log in, I will identify myself, I will log into my personal account, and I will pay what I owed in taxes there via ACH transfer." So I did that. Okay, fine. 
now I'm like, all right, now of course I'm paying my taxes like a day late as a result of this, so who knows what I'm going to owe in penalties now. Wonderful. Right. Uh, Twice. You know, and, and I'm hopefully, yeah, who knows? A whole, but, but my plan is, you know, when I get this letter, I will just, I will send a letter and say, look, I'm really sorry. I tried. <laughs> didn't know what was going on. As you can see, as soon as I found out what was wrong, you know, what was wrong, I immediately paid it. Please have mercy. Um, you just said something really funny. Yeah. Oh, what the IRS have mercy? Yeah. So, so, but, but wait, my story doesn't end here. <laughs> so, um, I do that, and then I go to Las Vegas, and I'm here for the conference. And just what two days ago, I get a notice, a, a shockingly familiar notice from my <laughs> bank saying that two checks have failed to clear. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, what? What's going on? So, um, sure enough, the IRS did try to redeposit that check, both of them. <laughs> And I'm like, wait a second. But 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 here was the other thing too. I also got a notice saying I've got two deposits in the same amount. So it's like, okay, you tried to cash these checks, they didn't, so the bank credits my account back that much, but then they tried to debit it again. And I can't tell, and I even call my bank to ask them how this going and I speak with a manager. He cannot tell whether those checks are going to clear or not. Oh, your banker. So I'm like, I called my bank. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I asked him. I called him. I'm like, you, you, you hold my money. You tell me, are these going to clear or not? He says, well, I can't really see. It looks like you have enough money to cover <laughs> these checks at this time. I'm like, what would okay. It, what would it look like if you didn't have enough money? I mean, couldn't he... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, so so. What you're telling me is that I could conceivably be paying my taxes twice, right? You know, I'm like, okay, here's a slight problem. I'm closing on a condo in a couple of weeks, and I kind of need this money. You know, it was bad enough that I had to pay this chunk in taxes that I hadn't planned for, but if I accidentally pay it twice. I mean, I'm sure that the IRS will immediately reverse that <laughs> deposit and deposit the money right back into the account that it came from with just a phone call, right? With just a phone call. <laughs> yeah, no, not even close. They don't work like that. What you have to do is you have to send letters and, you know, the wait for like six to eight, never, I don't know, to, uh, you know, maybe eventually get your money back. I think you've just made a big deposit down on on 2017's taxes. That's all. That, that obviously that must be what I was doing, right? I was just paying ahead of time. Obviously, we didn't know what to do with this money, so we just applied it to your account. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, so uh, I waited, and um, it looks like that uh, that check, the second round of checks, did bounce. So I called my bank again. I spoke to another woman who handles my account, and I asked her what's going on. And she said, well, the IRS themselves may not try to redeposit those checks, 
but it's a standard thing for a bank to try three times <laughs> when they get a bank. I'm like, well, well, hold on a second now. So, so, and each time this is happening, I'm getting whacked with like a seventy-five or seventy-eight dollar overdraft charge. Oh. So I'm like, well, can we do something about this? Can we waive this you know, fee or something? Because look, you know, I've explained what's going on, and I'm trying not to die here. But um, I may end up having to eat like a few hundred dollars of overdraft charges. And I have to also make sure that I operate my checking account with not enough money to actually pay off <laughs> these things <laughs> to make sure that the IRS doesn't take my money twice. <laughs> yeah. uh, so needless to say, that was, you know, this has not been a vacation. <laughs> this, is, this has been yeah. a work a working trip to Vegas in more ways than one. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, and you got to be careful how you say that you were working in Vegas. <laughs> I, you know, I might have to. If it comes down to that. <laughs> we'll work for taxes. <laughs> oh well, and, and, and do we ever? We work for taxes, all right. Well, so you, yeah, you know what there the the. The the crock about the finance charge is on a bounce check is mm. both people pay a fee on that. I didn't know that till somebody wrote me a check and I tried to deposit it and it bounced and I had to pay, I want to say it was like a $40 fee. I'm like, no, 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 this isn't, they wrote the check to me. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like they're like well you know that was the risk you took when you tried to deposit their check i'm like how could i possibly know if their check is good you know and and i'm sure in some tiny little seven point micro font you and i have both we, we agreed to it and agreed to this right <laughs> And we and you know we're like yeah sure that sounds great but seriously I mean I understand that that's why you know more and more places are moving to not taking checks so mm -hmm. but yeah. I I did find out that if you are depositing a check and let's say that you're at Regions Bank and the person who was sending you a check was from Regions Bank you can ask them mm -hmm. to check to make sure that there's sufficient funds before trying to deposit it oh, okay <laughs> so. Now, can you can you just call Regions Bank before you do it if you don't bank with them? Uh, I don't know about like, that. Like if you check with Regions Bank, I don't use them. Can I call and say, hey, I got this check from some joker. Does he actually have money to cover it? I don't know. It, it doesn't seem like that would be legal to just share that out to you. You know? <laughs> yeah. You'd think, but then again, you don't think it doesn't sound like it would be legal for you know to charge me money for getting screwed over by someone who didn't give me enough money to pay a check. I, yeah. <sighs> so, so the bank is going to charge you. Well, we know they're going to charge you. I mean, you've already seen the fees, but are they going to charge mm -hmm. the IRS too? Yeah, you see, and that's the fun part. I'm sure that if the, if the IRS's bank, my bank wouldn't charge them, but the IRS's bank might charge them. Mm -hmm. And who knows what, you know, that the, so again, that, 
somehow I'm going to have to pay some kind of penalty for this. The only question is how big and how bad. <laughs> it's all yeah. because you're an entrepreneur. Yeah, that's that's. They're they're just trying to stick it to the man. <laughs> and apparently, I'm the man. You're the man. <laughs> the man. I'm the man. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's move on. This let's is move depressing. Yeah. There. There are better things in life. So, so anyway, so have you had any fun in Vegas? I mean, I, we we just heard all the work you did. Have you had any fun in Vegas? No, it has been all work. <laughs> oh, that's a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the the group of people here tends to annoy me much less than the group in the. Uh, that, that, that you're a, a part of. Not, you know, there were exceptions. Mm-hmm. You know, a few of you, you, um, Tim, Tim, he, he was good. You know, uh, there, there, Bill, Bill, he was, he was good. Everybody else, totally annoying. <laughs> Even Landers? <laughs> <laughs> but, but you roomed with Landers. <laughs> yeah, how do you think I know he's so annoying? Yeah. It, how many times did you attempt smothering him in his sleep with a pillow? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Only those times when he snored. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be out. I couldn't. I can't. <laughs> You're out. Out of here, buddy. Uh, so, so, yeah. Uh, but, it, no, anyway, it's, it's been a good conference. Uh, Sophos does do a lot to, uh, to you know, to reward their, um, their, their partners, and that was fun. Um, I did rent a car. Uh, because I do have a client in Tucson. So uh, I did rent a car and drove out to uh, Arizona over the weekend. So that was fun. Nice. Uh, you know, so mixing a little bit of work and enjoying the ride on the way. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to flying home tomorrow. So that'll be fun. I could have flown home today, but I would have gotten home at like 2 a.m. Oh. And just take red eye home just kind of blows so instead i will be getting home tomorrow sometime at like 10 p.m mm-hmm. <laughs> so, now which you know it doesn't it, it doesn't sound great but it's a lot better than two yeah, yeah. does the boston airport close or are they open 24 7 logan's open 24 7 um but you know it's pretty dead after midnight yeah well nashville actually closes like though but it it's such a short period of time you know because it's like flights may be coming in like you described one or two in the morning and they'll they'll close until like 5 a.m so there's like maybe a three-hour window it's like well what's the point of closing well what does close in boston is the um uh, public transportation oh. that, that shuts down. that shuts down at uh i forget now it's either one or two so uh, what's nice is that they do, again, allow ride-sharing uh, companies, so Uber and Lyft, et cetera, because okay. for some time they, they were banned from picking people up at Logan Airport, mm-hmm. So, um, but they've, they've opened those back up again now, so that's nice. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, um what have you have you learned any i mean you said that the product line is is making evolutionary things is what we were expecting have you learned anything just like totally new that you as a security dude you hadn't heard before 
No, nothing here has been, you know, wow, that's amazing. But there has been a lot of validation, especially, you know, at my largest gig now at the hospital that I'm working with uh, regularly, uh, where I'm, there's a lot of lessons to be learned. The There's so much that is now, I would say, in most organizations that's being done manually that Sophos is working to automate that, um, you know, I really want to change things up. Uh, the trick I have is that, you know, with most of our clients, it's just, they just don't see the value in this and they don't want to spend the money. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the thing is, though, by, you know, literally by spending a few bucks a month on your stations, you can be avoiding thousands, tens of thousands in larger organizations, hundreds or thousands or more um, when you have security incidents and eventually you're going to have them you know it's not uh it's not a naf it's a when kind of thing so you know it's, it's uh, a lot of the stuff that they've got going on is really really amazing where um they're working on uh, you know for instance the biggest thing is called synchronized security and it's where your endpoint devices are talking with the firewall and if the firewall detects that something weird is going on, it will query the endpoint and say, hey, what's going on? And the endpoint can say something like, well, I'm running this strange program that Bill downloaded via email. Mm-hmm. And you can easily get a report. And it, you can literally save hours of troubleshooting time for that you know, like one little bit of information. And conversely, if the endpoint, you know, if your workstation, your laptop, or whatever starts doing something a little funky, uh, it can report that back to the firewall, and the firewall will say, "Yeah, we're going to keep you from going out on the internet and you know downloading new marching orders from China or whatever it is that's controlling you." Mm-hmm. So those are you know those are are pretty slick, uh, pretty slick features. And, and what so, did you call that? Synchronous what? Synchronized security. Synchronized security. Yes, they're working on rolling it out to more of their uh, products as time goes by. But right now, it's between their uh, their firewalls and their basically their desktop antivirus, their desktop protection suite. Mm-hmm. That seems like that. I mean, to me, that seems like that would require a lot of power in your firewall, like computing power. Doesn't. Does no, I mean it? it it's part, and every every firewall that Sophos sells today has that. Mm-hmm. So doesn't uh, doesn't require anything special if you buy one now. If you bought one of their uh, older UTM models like three years ago, uh, that's not going to do it. But uh, they've been selling. It's been I guess it's been about three years when they rolled out their SG line and then later their XG line. So if you have either of those, uh, the the firewall has the power to do it. Wow. So, okay. yeah, yeah. So you have it that little demo unit that you you know managed to configure by some miracle. Uh, that one has it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. I deployed a uh, an XG. I guess it was two o five, three o five, something o five, and one o five. One o five. Yeah, the only o five is a one. One o five. Okay. So. There's yeah. an 85, there's a 105, and then there's 115, 125, 135, and then it's 210, 230, etc., etc. Yeah. yeah. My only, 
the the hardest thing for me since we're talking about Sophos and security, the hardest thing for me with with Sophos Sophos is that their their um, posture is deny everything and allow mm-hmm. in what you need, and that yes. And, and that's fine. That's fine if that's the way you think. And when you understand that that's the way the platform is built, deny everything, yep. then right. then you can live with that. You can work with that. It, it's different than a lot of other firewall vendors because they don't deny everything. They have certain things that are always allowed. Whereas yep. Sophos is absolute. You know, just remember that it's an absolute. <laughs> And, and, then you're... and that's you know that that's 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 part of security though is you don't just go and you know allow random stuff. Uh, and what's what's kind of one of the cool things about the uh, the XG firewall line too is it has a a couple of different options for deployment assistance and one of them is it can run in audit mode, so you put it in line between your existing router or firewall. And it can just monitor what's going on for a long time. And then, uh, you know, you just leave it there for a few days, a couple of weeks, whatnot. And then uh, it will come back and tell you, hey, this is what is going on. This is what's leaving and going, you know, coming back into your network. Do you want to control this? So especially for new installations, if you're doing a trial or a proof of concept with uh, with a, a potential customer, that that could be really useful for you if you're doing something like that. That that actually is really slick. I wrote that down. <laughs> yep. So, you know, there's just an example of me telling you some of the stuff that you would have learned if you were able to make it here. So, I will see you here next. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll definitely, you know, my company will be in, an, in another place and I'll be available and it'll be awesome. And we can record oh. live from Vegas. Exactly. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Facebook Live will be working at that point and we could actually broadcast live. Maybe we'll be smart enough to figure out how to use it. (laughs) We know how to block it. That's what's important. (laughs) We can block it. That is true. We can can definitely block and control access to Facebook. So, So... as I was leaving, uh, my, my friend and one of the uh, – well, he's the, the product manager for um, the new firewall line. Uh, as he was leaving, he said, you know, well, he's, he's on the road now for like the next month or so because Sophos does three of these partner conferences. They do one here in the Americas. They do another in Asia, and they do another for Europe. Mm-hmm. So um, so he's going to be um, – you know, he's, he's on the road now for, for months going forward. Uh, or weeks anyway. So uh, as I was leaving, you know, I said, "Well, I'm gonna go and enjoy my my last night in Vegas." And he says, "Last night in Vegas? That that sounds like a movie." Uh, you know, he says, "Make sure you have all your teeth the next time I see." You. <laughs> yeah. So I'm putting a link into our show notes for that. So, dear listener, you make sure you click on this link to YouTube. It's pretty uh, relevant and hilarious. <laughs> make sure you have all your teeth. Yep. Sure, you have all these next time I see you. Yep, I like that. <laughs> well, cool. So what, what else it, we got? Um, I, I mean that's that's good, cool stuff you got going out there. Everything's quiet here in Tennessee. I mean we're we're experiencing spring. 
mm-hmm. you know. So that's that's. I, I flew through Nashville, as you know. I know. I I I thought about stopping, but there's no way I could get to you. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you'd have to go through. Or I would, one of us would. Well, yeah, you'd have to leave and come out, or, or I would have to buy a plane ticket and not actually get on a plane. And and I think they frown <laughs> upon that, too. <laughs> yeah, they'd probably get mad. They're like, wait, what do you mean you're not getting in? Where's your bag? But actually, I guess I'm not quite done. I have a few more tips and things that I've learned about Vegas. Sweet. Okay. Um. The hotels here tend to be relatively cheap. Uh-huh. Everything else tends to be relatively ungodly expensive. Wait, you know, I've only been to Vegas once, and Elizabeth and I went out there for a GFI conference when it was still called GFI. And um, oh, yeah. like you said, everything was expensive. And I was expecting, like, yeah. the buffets to be cheap. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No, I had the uh, buffet, uh, what, uh, yesterday morning? No, two, two mornings ago we did the buffet. Mm-hmm. And uh, the early bird special was only $30 a person. Mm-hmm. And that's before 10 a.m. And uh, you're talking to a guy who has generally been uh, doing intermittent fasting and essentially skipping breakfast lately. <laughs> so that's a lot of food to chow down in the morning when you're not used to eating. Yeah. And, um, you know, so that was that kind of sucked. They they do have happy hours out here, which is a change from Boston. Boston, they're not allowed to discount um, uh, alcohol in in Massachusetts for some weird reason. <laughs> so what they do for happy hours in uh, in the Boston area is they discount food instead. Okay. Well, here they do discount things specials. So uh, for instance, like half a dozen wings are only seven dollars. Mm. Which is not really a great price. And beers, draft beers, pints are only like six or seven dollars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is kind of funny because there's a there's a place in New Hampshire, uh, right up the right right near the the hospital. And um, you know when they have happy hour, which is like every day from I don't know like until six p.m. or three three until six or something like that. Pints are like two fifty, mm-hmm. <laughs> so oh, wow. you know, puts puts everything in perspective. Dude, dude, a slice of pizza, a slice of New York style thin crust pizza down here in like one of the places in the casino, eight or nine bucks. Mm-hmm. But, Whereas you can get like whole pizza for twelve in Boston. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, but I bet if you lost a couple thousand dollars on a blackjack table, they would comp you for a bit. <laughs> I'm, well, they even advertise that the um, Harrah's Hotel across the street. They've got this um, uh, automated, you know, message playing at all times. They're like, "We will, like, like we'll comp you your first twenty dollars of losses, and then we'll refund you twenty dollars for every hundred dollars that you lose." <laughs> <laughs> well, geez, sign me up. <laughs> oh man, I what. So where are you staying? I forget now. I am at Caesar's Palace this week. This year. Okay. This year cool. the, this year the, the the conference is at Caesar's. Uh last year it was as well, but I was not able to come. Uh the year before it was or maybe I was here no, no. Was I here last year and I missed the year before? I forget. I missed one of the 
last four years. I've been, this is my third trip. The first time was at the Hard Rock. The second time was at the Mirage. They did it at the Mirage two years in a row, and then they moved here to um, Caesars. So this is the the third trip that I've made to to Las Vegas. And you know, here's an in, for an example. Um, they have in room Keurig coffee machines. Nice. So you know, like it's standard. You have some way to make coffee in a hotel room, right? Yeah. They don't they don't give you any coffee. <laughs> <laughs> you have to buy that. They sell the Keurig coffee kit. Well, let me let me just grab a menu. Hold on one second. Okay. <laughs> uh, retail. There's something called an intimacy package for 28 bucks. I don't know what it is, but knowing that it's 28 bucks in this town, it can't be much. I'm thinking it's yeah. like a glass of champagne or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keurig coffee set, 13 bucks. Uh, oh. Snacks. Honey roasted pe- – no, let me just jump right down to it. M&M's, plain, $13. Oh, wow. <laughs> Mini Snickers candy bars, $13. Chocolate chip cookies, $13. Jumbo all nut cashew nuts, $13. Pretzel bites, $13. So – and we're not talking like a giant bag of M&M's. We're talking four ounces of M&M's. That's so, insane. Yes, it is. Yes, <laughs> yes, it is. And and they say a Keurig coffee set, but they don't say how many pods you get for that. So one tip to the traveler, if you find yourself in Las Vegas, um, hit CVS or Walgreens and stock up on your essentials there. So that's <laughs> yeah. what I did. Um, I, I went there. I bought like a giant bag of pretzels. I bought for like $10. I got one of the uh, Starbucks Keurig K-Cup things, you know, like a pack of 10 or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, mixed nuts, dried fruits, things that'll keep, basically. Some half and half for the, you know, for the uh, coffee and some cream. And a six-pack of beer. Uh, so, you know, all in all, that you spend a ton less money doing it that way. Uh, and since I'm here on business, it's like, you know, no, I'm not here to play the casino and the slot machines. And, you know, I'm looking for the cheapest things that I can, because you can spend all of your money, you know, anything that you would make back uh, as far as business, it's gone in a second, especially if you gamble, which thank God I don't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, I play the stock market, so I guess I (laughs) sort of. It's gentleman's gambling. (laughs) Exactly. Well, crooks, crooks. Crooks, you and I, right? Well, like enter, yeah, crooks. like entrepreneurs, crooks, crooks and gentlemen, yeah, they're it's same business, thing. It's business grade gambling. Business grade gambling. <laughs> well, you know, I I don't consider myself to be like you know penny wise, pound poor, but it just hurts my feelings to think that I would pay thirteen dollars for a bag of M and M's. I just can't do it because of the principle. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I mean, I would rather I would rather get the exercise, and I mean, I haven't really I haven't stepped foot outside of the hotel today, mm-hmm. so I've got, I've got to do that. We've got to wrap this up soon so I can go out before the sun goes down. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, all that aside, I really do like the Southwest. I love the weather here; it's really nice. I love the fact that I can go outside in the blazing sun and not have my Microsoft band scream at me to put on sunscreen <laughs> uh, because apparently there's still some ozone in the sky in this part of the country. So, <laughs> well, so, so 
So you mentioned Harrah's. There's a yes. there's a book that you should read, uh, The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. Yes. I don't. Yes, I, I may. Know. You know the book. I and, have read it. Okay, so it talks about how Harrah's. I mean, you can argue with the the ethical methods that they use for the the woman's story in there about her gambling addiction you know but mm-hmm. th- what they described as building a habit for our customers of mm-hmm. utilizing our services uh, that's a really good mm-hmm. book for anybody any service company in hmm. my opinion okay yes 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 learn learn from the casinos right <laughs> Yeah. Well, no, yeah, not 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 learning from the casinos, but just Harrah's trick uh, triggered that memory because they were mentioned in the book as being, you right. know, they not, you know, I the gambling whole side of things. I mean, we that's a whole different can of worms. But uh, the right. the brand recognition and the the building a need in your customer for them to <laughs> use your services was was really good. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, I think crack dealers do something not terribly. <laughs> yeah, I am not condoning crack or gambling. <laughs> Just to be clear. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, I think I think we should wrap it up before we do something stupid. Well, all right. Well, so so you have a safe trip tomorrow, and uh, I shall. And we'll be we'll be back on schedule on. Uh, oh no, it's producers club meeting next week. No, we maybe we won't. <laughs> so, maybe, maybe we can sneak in another episode between now and then. Yeah, either that, or we can get Landers on the line. Landers. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's still hilarious. I'm like, Kevin, the only thing you can't do is cuss. We're a rated G podcast. You can't cuss. <laughs> What's he do? Like, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Uh, given that he's Homer Simpson's uh, neighbor, you'd expect better from him too. So. <laughs> All right. So before we uh, wrap up. Um, we, uh, I think we'll skip a nifty for this time, but mm-hmm. uh, we have an answer to last week's trivia question. Yes, sir. We do. So, All right. So, and was that trivia question, for those of us who don't remember? Last week's question was who wanted to play Brody in Jaws but was rejected by Spielberg, and that was Charlton Heston. Charlton Heston. Mm-hmm. Look at that. I no idea. <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, so I came up with uh, my own trivia question, and uh, this one was uh, in the spirit of the um, malware outbreak that I uh, did battle with uh, a couple of weeks ago. And that was, in 2001, what tennis star was paid tribute by having an internet worm named after her? So that's the question. In 2001, what tennis star was paid tribute by having an internet worm named after her? Um, yeah, if you want to Google it, that's fine. I don't care. It shouldn't be that hard. But, uh, you know, just, just think about it. It's not like we're giving away prizes or anything right <laughs> yeah. now. Um, 
So you can cheat if you want. That's cool. But uh, yeah, see if you uh, know that. Maybe you remember that when it happened. You know, maybe you were around and on the net when it happened, like I was. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's the question. So uh, if you have feedback, we would love to hear your feedback. Uh, you can find us at blurringthelinespodcast.com. We also have a Facebook page. All the links are there from that uh, from that page. So mm-hmm. hit blurringthelinespodcast.com. You can email us. You can find us on the social media, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And um, we'll uh, have links to this show in the show notes. And I think that's all I've got. So Adam, I think it's time for one of us to sound like an idiot. Uh, that would be me, since I'm the host today okay so <laughs> so does that mean that i go first <laughs> yeah because you gotta sound like th- no no wait uh, yeah the one who's got us <laughs> first so yeah so that having been said i think it's time that we uh hit the big red, red button, button. <laughs> <laughs> to contact either us or our guests visit blurring the lines podcast.com if you like what you're hearing do us a solid and subscribe to our podcast and leave us a five-star review in iTunes, Google Play Store, or wherever you found us.